This is your Planet News Briefing. I'm John Chu. And I'm Ralph Fortune. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, Ralph, let's cut the music for a second. This is episode 20. 20. Happy five months of doing this podcast, mate. Yeah, this is amazing. Five months, 20 episodes in. This is great. <laughs> I can't believe we've kind of gone for this long. Anyways, back to the show. Our main story coming up is about BP's pledge this week to cut emissions to zero. We talk about the details of this British oil giant's ambitious climate change goal. But first, your plan and news headlines for this week. In politics news this week, The Hill reports that Trump slashes the EPA's funding budget and environmental programs. U.S. President Donald Trump's proposed budget for fiscal year 21 calls for a significant reduction in the environmental programs at federal agencies, including a 26% cut to the EPA Environmental Protection Agency. This will eliminate 50 EPA programs and impose massive cuts to research and development, while also nixing money for the Energy Rating Star program. In business news this week, The Guardian reports RBS will stop lending to energy firms without climate crisis plan. RBS, under the new name NatWest, will stop lending to energy companies that failed to align with the Paris Climate Agreement goals by 2021. The bank has also pledged to fully phase out coal financing by 2030. In tech news this week, EU Startups reports that AO PropTech company VC launches with a 250 million euro fund to boost real estate startups that tackle climate change. PropTech, which stands for Property Technology, is the use of IT information technology to help individuals and companies research, buy, sell, and manage real estate. Similar to the way FinTech focuses on the use of technology and finance, PropTech uses digital innovation to address the needs of the property industry. To that point, the largest European PropTech, AO PropTech, has officially launched um, after raising a 250 million euro capital to invest in startups disrupting real estate. Their vision is underpinned by a commitment to tackle climate change related issues as the real estate industry consumes 40% of the world's energy and raw materials. They are looking to invest in startups at series A and onwards. In science news this week, the BBC reports loss of bumblebees driven by climate chaos. A new analysis shows the likelihood of a bee being found in any given place in Europe and North America has declined by a third since the 1970s. Hardest hit are southern regions such as Spain in Europe and Mexico in North America. Bumblebee distribution is moving northwards in Europe and North America. Coming up, our main story, BP's ambitious climate change goal announced this week. All right, so big news coming out this week out of BP, the British oil giant. British Petroleum is what BP stands for. Yeah, and if um, a lot of people kind of know the name BP, especially in the States, um, due to the Deepwater Horizon oil spill back in, in 2010. Uh, however, also in the UK, uh, it is the largest oil provider, so people know it in the UK pretty well. Publicly announced on Wednesday this past Wednesday, that uh, they're pledging to cut its carbon emissions to zero. And that is precisely what we want to talk about. That's a big deal for a big oil company, big fossil fuel giant. Huge deal for oil company. And it's really its first, it's the largest uh, announcement and pledge of its nature for an oil company, right? So this is a huge deal, isn't it, John? It really has taken the headlines and we will tell you why. But before we do that, 
Uh, let's go into some details. They are a multinational oil and gas company, as you mentioned, headquartered in England, in the UK, London specifically. One of the world's seven oil and gas super majors. In 2012, for example, they made on the list of the world's sixth largest oil and gas company, the sixth largest energy company by cap- market capitalization, and the world's 12th largest revenue mm-hmm. in terms of a company. Interesting. Uh, they are a vertically integrated company, so that means that they operate in all areas of their industry, which is oil and gas, uh, and that includes exploration, production, refining, distribution, marketing, petrochemicals, power generation, and trading, and also renewable energy interests, so biofuels, wind power, solar technology. But I guess we should keep in mind that a lot of people are suspicious of this. Um, they are playing in that space because they feel like they need to from a public relations mm-hmm. perspective perhaps it's a csr play which is corporate social responsibility maybe some greenwashing elements but uh, or you know it could be all sincere they are actually doing this stuff in those spaces mm-hmm. so let's dive into the actual press release that bp announced the other day uh, so first they have five aims to get to net zero number one is net zero across BP's operations on an absolute basis by 2050 or sooner. Number two, net zero on carbon in BP's oil and gas production on an absolute basis by 2050 or sooner. Number three, 50% cut in the carbon intensity of products BP sells by 2050 or sooner. Number four, install methane measurement uh, to all BP's major oil and gas processing sites by 2023 and reduce methane intensity of operations by 50%. Number five, increase the uh, proportion of investment into non-oil and gas businesses over time. Mm, over time, interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so vague. Where, where are the details? And I and I get that you know these companies want to put out the ambitious objectives and then they probably have the details in the background that they're not confusing the public about because these five objectives i'm sure they looked at in great detail in terms of how to make it sound less complex and people will understand what it is but to me it still sounds confusing because there's a lot of stuff there it's just a complex topic right like for example net zero let's just try to dissect this net zero i get what that means that means they basically offset or somehow neutralize their emission output. Mm-hmm. So they want to, this is number one, by the way, net zero across BP's operations on an absolute basis. I don't know what absolute basis means. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, to this point, operations, BP operations are not as big of a contributor. And we'll get into the details on this. What's what's the larger, so operations just might mean, you know, they're extracting of gas, uh, or oils, I mean, sorry, or their exploration for this, or their, you know, building of facilities to uh, refine, that's going to be pretty low. Number two is kind of where their bigger point is, is, is around, um, you know, net zero and carbon and BP's oil and gas production. This, yeah. again, it could be skewed, right? Because oil and gas production, that's basically just a bit of refining stuff. Mm. What's the bigger part is actually once it's actually once it's burnt, right? The end consumer burning the oil and gas that they have produced. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of an 
odd scenario. Um, and then obviously number five, increasing production investment into non-oil and gas business over time. <laughs> so va- that's over time. What, yeah, that's what we'll, and we'll get into this in detail, but. I'm pretty sure that's already a objective or aim yeah. that they have yeah. before this release, right? So you, you can see where some of the skepticism, skepticism can yeah. come into play already. Well, let's 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 move on to some yeah. further stuff that they put out in the statement. So, John, let's talk about. Um, you want to go through five aims to help the world get to net zero. Yeah. So this is interesting. Yeah. What are they going to help others uh, in the sense of getting to net zero? Good point. So, in this release, they also said that number one, they want uh, more active advocacy for policies that support net zero, including carbon pricing. Further incentivize BP's workforce to deliver aims and mobilize them to advocate for net zero. Three, uh, set new expectations for relationships with trade associations. Again, kind of broad, but you know, it's a good step forward. Aim to be recognized as a leader for transparency of reporting, including supporting the recommendations of the TCFD. So the TCFD stands for Task Force on Climate Related Financial Disclosure. So what this is is basically created uh, for companies to voluntarily understand how they can improve their governance around uh, reporting on climate change to the public. So mm. this is nice. voluntary, voluntary basis, but it has become a unofficial standard across businesses who want to aspire to, to comply against. Uh, so that's good. And number five, BP said that they want to launch a new team to help countries, cities, and large companies decarbonize. Okay, interesting. Lastly, um, on their statement, they have uh, new purpose and ambition. So one of the points that they put forward under this is that BP's new CEO, Bernard Looney, announced a new purpose and a new ambition for the company. BP's new purpose is uh, reimagining energy for people and our planet. The purpose is underpinned by an industry-leading ambition for BP to become a net zero company by 2050 or sooner and to help the world get to net zero. And this ambition is supported by these these aims that we've identified. To deliver all this, BP will fundamentally transform its whole organization and maintain its commitment to performing while transforming. That's really good. So Bernard Looney actually started this month in February. And as of the recording of this episode right now, it's February 14th. So he came on really, mm-hmm. you know, not that long ago and he's already made these statements. So that's a nice breath of fresh energy. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that's a good point. Um, and in terms of Brown Looney's uh, history, he used to run up, uh, he used to head up the exploration part of the business. For uh-huh. So kind of interesting in that sense. He was the guy that was going around and trying to find new places where to bring oil out of the ground. Ah, interesting. Their ambitious climate change goal states that they'll basically eliminate or offset by 2050 all of their the planet warming emissions from its operations as well as the emissions caused by the burning of the oil and gas that it pumps out of the ground. As we mentioned already, they provide a few details how they're going to be achieving this tall task. Nevertheless, the pledge is a sign that major companies, including fossil fuel producers, um, are facing growing pressure from investors and activists to show that they are taking global warming seriously, which makes sense because of two reasons, right? One is that the rising concerns about climate change uh, actually pose an existential risk and threat for oil and gas companies. And since scientists have, you know, basically said that preventing dangerous temperature increases will require steep reductions in the use of fossil fuels. Uh, so it's in BP's interest to to play in this space now. And also uh, shareholders, right? Like shareholders have pressed 
BP to prepare for a future in which there's going to be a massive shift to electric vehicles or new regulations that basically limit carbon dioxide emissions. So there is a business interest for BP and being more responsible in the climate space. Yeah, that's interesting. And so in terms of kind of the impact, we, we mentioned there's a difference between impact of, of the actual refineries themselves and then the end product of the, the you know oil and gas uh, being used. So, for example, and for some detail around that, oil companies like BP, they have an impact of emitting about 55 million tons of greenhouse gases each year directly from the extraction and refinery uh, operations. So in addition, 360 million tons each year are emitted when the oil and gas that BP extract is sold and eventually burned into fuel. So look at that, that's right. The refining bit is 55 million, whereas the actual end product being used is 360 million. Okay, so that, keep that in mind. That's mm. a huge, a huge point here. Uh, but also to put that in, in context, around the 360 million uh, tons that's being, you know, used, burnt up in terms of the end product. California produces, as the entire state of California produces 424 million tons uh, of greenhouse gas emissions as of 2017. Uh, and then, you know, to put in context how how huge that is, California is the fifth largest economy in the world <laughs> ahead of the United Kingdom. Wow. So, yeah, they're, in terms of a, an oil company, their end product, you know, once it's used is about, is almost equivalent to um, similar emissions as an, is the sixth largest economy in the world. So that's definitely an interesting point. Now, how you know how can these emissions be shrunk by BP? They've already looked into the ideas around re- reducing you know amount of, of oil and gas it extracts, developing lower lower carbon fuels, uh, doing some or doing some sort of uh, offsetting as well. What has BP actually you know they've made these pledges? Have they actually started doing anything and acting on these jobs? Well, so from our research, they actually have started building out the carbon capture team, which you think that that team already exists, but perhaps they're right. building it out and investing more into it. So they are on a hiring spree. So those people out there looking for a job in this space, uh, I suppose uh, they're hiring. BP have publicly declined to provide more specific details on how many people they're looking to take on or how many people work in the field now. Nevertheless, uh, the move is an indication that uh, their ambition to tackle what's called scope three emissions, which is about 90% of carbon footprint of most oil companies. Basically, while the industry burns some fossil fuel to run refineries and deliver gasoline to service stations, its largest impact on the environment is in the oil products that its customers burn. So Bernard Looney, the CEO, said that carbon capture projects will have to be part of the solution to reaching the net zero target by 2050 or sooner, which is a good point to make because 2050 is so far away. (laughs) And this, I mean, this carbon capture—it's—it's it's a marginal role, right? Um, in in today's uh, emission cutting, uh, and partly that's because you know a plant with this type of technology of carbon capture costs you know upwards of a of a billion U.S. dollars, um, and then also the governments you know have not been super helpful in terms of providing incentives for this. So currently, there's about 20 large-scale projects that can capture about 
40 million metric tons of carbon dioxide uh, each year. And that's only 1% of global emissions. I see. So this is really fresh news. So we'll have to continue monitoring the news cycle to see what the details are for this. But um, it just came out a few days ago. But this is an excellent step towards the right direction. So directionally, this is correct. Uh, uh, but what are the other sides of this? Uh, basically, what, like you know, people such as, in particular, the activists, environmentalists, and scientists, and many people in the general public who have a state directly or, or indirectly as citizens of this planet, they will be very uh, suspicious of this. Um, but uh, it is a positive first step in general. And why are they suspicious, though? They've got a past record, right, on greenwashing and lobbying, which gives, for you know, frankly, little cause for confidence. Uh, this oil company, this fossil fuel giant, um, reportedly spends more than any of its rivals in influencing politicians and public opinion. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What's another one, Ralph? Uh, yeah, so apparently they donated 500,000 US dollars to Donald Trump and then pushed the White House to cut environmental regulations. It's also a member of the American Petroleum Institute, a trade organization that has actively campaigned against climate action and undermined climate science. That's horrible. And I mentioned that Donald Trump's recent EPA cut in the headline um, earlier in this episode, but I wonder if BP had a, had a play in that, you know? Um, mm. They probably did. But to revisit their pledge this week as well, they, you know, this is quote, BP will aim to eliminate or offset by 2050 all the planet warming emissions from its operations, as well as the emi- emissions caused by the burning of the oil and gas it pumps out of the ground. So some key takeaways here, from my opinion, are the words aim to eliminate and the words or offset and as mentioned by 2050 so these are just you know there's there's so much ambiguity here right uh let's start with the first one aim to eliminate well they're all aimed to eliminate that i think we all as citizens of the world aim to do that um so this is why the details are so important and and hopefully that's coming soon but you know they're they're a bit sort of um you know, they, they sound like they want to keep all the options open here. So they want to eliminate or offset. I think those two are totally different things. Mm-hmm. And then, as mentioned, by 2050, that's so many years away. Think about the technological changes from now until 2050. That's 30 years away. I just think that so much can change by then. I'm glad that they're saying by 2050. In, in uh, you know, um, hopefully that means they're going to try to target it to be much earlier than that. But... I guess they've given themselves a leeway here. Yeah. <laughs> some, some, you know, breathing room here, which is not great, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a bit good to watch. Let's let's talk traffic lights on this, John. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go first here. Um, and this one is, I think this is, this is good. <laughs> red. Okay. For a red for me <laughs> is, look, this is just new ways of using fossil fuels. We did check out our, our previous episode on how we get to 100% renewable energy, uh, with, which would allow us to basically, you know, get to the point where it's only 1.5, uh, I think, degrees increase in uh, temperature over, you know, outside of the industrial revolution, and we're not going to do that by just reusing fossil fuels in a new way. I am very, very. Str- strongly opinion around the the need to go to renewables mm. and this is not what bp is doing 
they're not looking into new renewables. All they're doing is looking into new ways of using fossil fuels. Yeah, new ways of doing the same thing. So there's still, if you're still extracting oil from the ground and you know getting natural gas in really dirty ways, then it's not fixing the problem. No, and so what they'll what they'll how they'll do this is basically yeah the refining operations we looked at this right it's it's multiple fold lower than the actual burning of those of that product so what are the major impacts of you know carbon on this planet from fossil fuels is first um, you know uh, burning that oil for um, energy and then second using that oil in transportation and so yeah it will be good if they can reduce and and, and capture that carbon that's emitted from when they're you know burning the oil for for energy but that's that's you know it's only only one percent of the emissions are being captured in that way right now so there's a really long way to oh, go wow. for that and needs to it needs to be progressed very rapidly and we even looked in in the past that the technology even isn't is pretty uh, inefficient at the moment so yeah that needs to improve as well hopefully they can invest in that and then secondly these it's going to go the the second largest bit is transportation right and so if they're producing this for transportation you're not putting carbon capture on your vehicle are you <laughs> that's not happening so yeah. that that doesn't that doesn't help that problem at all so and then also they're also not going to offset every single person's vehicle are they so it's like it's really like a 10% increase where you know you need like a 10 a 10x uh, improvement yeah that's my red sorry that's a long red uh, yellow for me is, you know, uh, although I said all of that in terms of a red, you know, it is really great that they are doing something different, right? Uh, there's finally enough pressure on these oil companies that they have to at least do some sort of greenwashing enough to the point that people can include them back in their investment portfolios and stuff, right? So hopefully they continue to improve on that and people continue to put pressure. And then green for me is that this is great because of it, that BP has made this large announcement is is trying to, to push for it as a marketing play or however however they want to do that uh, because it's going to put a ton of pressure on you know, the likes of Shell, Exxon, Chevron, the other you know super uh, super oil companies yeah. as, as you mentioned. Appreciate. Yeah, that's a really good point. I have a, I have similar traffic lights as you actually. Mm. My red is uh, the point around greenwashing and it's just a PR spin because the in, in fact the announcement did come with a caveat. Uh, BP isn't actually cl- uh, currently planning to zero out emissions from oil and gas extracted by other companies and then processed by BP and resold. Mm. So it's similar to your point about the, the trucks and the transportation and so forth. So this this little sub-industry, I, I suppose, as a, as a result of what BP does for businesses, the, the burning of those fuels actually creates an additional 77 million tons or so of emissions each year. So and this is what BP said, so they're acknowledging that. But um, they will basically aim to cut the carbon intensity, uh, the amount of emissions per unit of energy from these products in half by 2050. So they are hmm. they, they have acknowledged it and they want to help, but they're they're not actually going to zero out but that. That just sounds so ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, we'll we'll reduce <laughs> the effect of carbon from fuels. Whereas yeah. why don't you just use renewable energy? It's zero. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's just, there's already a solution here. They're yeah. Obviously they're, they're trying to there are already people who are, you know, passionate in this space uh, who are responding exactly in the way that you are. 
you know, like this this PR release this week, there's not a whole lot about re- renewables. No, and not at all. that would be the most amazing type of PR release or like, but still my, you know, my, um, and I'll, and I'll get to this in my green, just to touch on my yellow again. Um, so much can happen between now and 2050, right? So why not set more ambitious target? Um, like why not set it to 2030, mm. you know, um, it, which is just 10 years away. It sounds a lot more sincere, you know, it yeah. sounds a you bit disingenuous. Some, you could do carbon capture in 10 years. For, yeah. Pretty fine. You, you can do it now. Yeah, you can <laughs> do it now. So yes. that's what's ridiculous. But, you know, like I get that an organization that is so big and probably so influential in the sense that it's probably in a lot of mutual funds and stuff like that. Lots of investors, lots of politicians and lots of people who have, who have a state having a dramatic change so quickly may be so disruptive that it actually does potentially impact the market and other ways. Uh, that's how big they are, by the way. So, but anyways, uh, my, my green is, uh, despite sort of uh, what we said about there maybe being a bit disingenuous here, but uh, they are potentially leading the charge and therefore setting an example for the other fossil fuel giants. So like mm-hmm. you said, Shell, Exxon, Chevron, and we mentioned this earlier, the CEO, Bernard Looney, uh, literally just took this role as CEO this month. So about 14 days ago, if it started at the beginning of the month. But um, so he was really quick to signal that he wanted to take the company in a new direction. And he vowed to end a corporate advertising campaign that critics called greenwashing uh, and said that the company would review its membership and trade organizations uh, that yeah. oppose stricter climate policies. That's so, good. That's, that's good. Fair. In the right direction. Again, um, we do want to plug, you know, some some other places where you can get involved with us. Um, go to yesyourimpact.com, sign up there, and you know, start getting some referrals and, and help us, you know, progress this idea around, uh, you know, responsible offsetting and renewable energy uh, options. Uh, you can even even go directly to offsetimpact.com if you want to sign up for a subscription to offset your uh, you know kind of your day to day activities on a you know a pretty reasonable monthly subscription. You know it's like only five US to, to eight US dollars and do a little quiz there and see kind of how you can you can kind of offset what you do as a day to day individual. Um, and yeah, I think uh, you know in at yesyourimpact.com you can also go to our Instagram. Definitely go sign up for that. Um, you know, we're, we have a lot of peers that are really interested in this space, um, but aren't doing much about it. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. starting to starting to get a little uh, Greta on them <laughs> yeah. uh, about, you know, you know, telling the house is on fire. You're, you're interested <laughs> in this. Uh, go do something. So uh, I know, obviously, the, you know, people want to try, try out and help things. Um, and there are some things that you, know, can, you can take action immediately. So yeah. go over there, get people, get other people to to get involved as well, um, and that is would be a, a a major step people can take. Really good point. So that's again your uh, yes yourimpact.com, and it's not just a platform for good, but it's actually something that is fun as well. You can compete with your peers when you um, you know offset your footprint and recruit others. Um, there is a bit of a game of gamification element to it. Yeah. So earning badges, earning points, compete, bragging rights. Um, so go have a look, have fun. Uh, we love it. Uh, obviously we love it. (laughs) (laughs) And that is this week's Your Planet News Briefing. I'm Ralph Forgen. I'm John Chu. Thanks for listening.